the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto our saints. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Tonight on Contending for the Faith, we come to part seven of our challenging series entitled The End of Both Ways, taken from Matthew seven thirteen and 14. Tonight, Dr. Buckner will talk about two ways— and two roads that lead to two different directions. Two roads that you cannot both travel at the same time. You have to make up your mind and choose which way you're going to go. So for this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Bagnari tonight. Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that beautiful and challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be uplifted in the spirit tonight in the Lord. We want to call your attention again to our text, which is found in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And I want to read in your hearing verses 13 and 14. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life. And few, notice the word few. Oh, meditate upon that word few. And few there be that find it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and edification and exhortation of his holy word. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 is an extreme text. This is an extreme warning coming from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is an extreme challenge. This is a radical wake-up call for those who are not saved, but is also a wake-up call for those who are playing church and pretending to be a follower of Jesus Christ. This verse has to do with even an extreme decision. And no decision is a decision, and that decision is to say no. No decision is a decision. That decision is to say no. You must make a decision to follow that narrow path, that narrow way, 
So Jesus is calling upon all of us with an extreme call to make an, an extreme choice to choose to travel on the right road that leads to eternal life. So in traveling this road of life, you need to choose right now, not tomorrow, not the next day. You need to choose to travel on this road right now before it's too late while the blood is running fresh in your vein. You need to choose to travel this right road, this narrow road. Most of us in our cars have all traveled the wrong way or the wrong road in life. And some of us have not only traveled the wrong way and the road, wrong road in our cars, but we have even done worse. We've traveled the wrong way, traveling in the wrong direction, sometimes on a one-way road going into the wrong direction of the wrong way traffic. And that is very scary. That is frightening to be on a runway road and a one-way road and to travel that way and to find out you're going in the wrong direction traveling on that road. Now, when we travel in our cars the wrong way, we get very frustrated and we get depressed. But also when we travel the wrong way in our cars, it is a waste of time, it is a waste of money, it is a waste of energy, and it is wise for us to wake up and turn around, make a U-turn, and turn around in the right direction, and quickly turn in the right direction so we don't waste time and energy and all that stuff. And in life, many of us is traveling on the broad road, and we're wasting a lot of time a lot of energy, and we can end up straight in hell because we're traveling the wrong road and the wrong way that leads to destruction. When you're traveling the wrong road, even in your car, and you end up, you can end up in a wrong town, in a wrong city, in a wrong country, and even a dead end. And when we get back on the right road, we are relieved, we're glad, we're excited, and the stress and the frustration eventually goes away. And the same thing is true when we get on the narrow way, the frustration, the stress, the anger. All of that seems to go away, and God seems to give us that peace that passes all understanding. So the same thing is true with Jesus Christ. The broad road is the wrong road, and it brings frustration, anxiety, fear, anger, disappointment, and eventually eternal destruction. Listen, you will never find true peace until you travel that narrow road, that narrow way in life. You need to choose the right road, the right way that you need to go. You need to turn around and repent of that wrong way and get on the right road. Turn around and get on the right road, which is that narrow way, that narrow road. Now, if you want to go to hell, 
then keep traveling that broad road because it's going to lead you to one place, and that is hell. Now, I know that's not a lot of preaching on hell, but I'm going to preach it tonight, that if you keep traveling on that broad road, it will lead you to hell, one place which is called H-E-L-L. Now, if you want to go to hell, then you just keep traveling on that road that leads to destruction. But that is not where you want to go. Now, I am uh, particular about where I want to go in life. First of all, I haven't been invited to go to hell. And I don't want to go somewhere where I'm not invited. Nobody has invited me to go to hell. You don't see in the Bible where God says, I've invited you to go to hell. The devil is a liar and the father of lies, according to Jesus, John 8 and 44. Now, I refuse to go to hell because I haven't been invited there. But Jesus has invited me to heaven as a matter of fact, John 14 and 1 through, Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. So that place is a prepared place for prepared people. And he said, come unto me in Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's invited you to go to heaven. But he has not invited you to go to hell. There is no invitation in the Bible for you to go to hell. Matter of fact, Matthew 25, Jesus said, hell is, was not prepared for man, but for the devil and his angels. So why do you want to go somewhere that you have not been invited to? The devil is arrogant. The devil is so crafty. The devil is so deceptive and deceitful. The devil is tricky that the devil is leading a lot of people. Now listen to this. The devil is leading a lot of people in the church and outside the church to hell without even inviting them. Can you imagine that? Jesus is inviting you to go to heaven. The devil is not even inviting you to go to hell, but yet you're going to choose to go there anyway. He's very arrogant, very crafty. But I want to go where I have been invited. Jesus has invited me to come to heaven, to come where he's at. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And a lot of you are heavy laden tonight. You're on that broad road. You're heavy laden. And he says, I will give you rest. Jesus has invited us to come with him to heaven, to glory, and to share as heirs and joint heirs. Jesus has invited us to share this together with him in heaven. And that's why I'm excited about taking up that invitation to go to heaven. And that's where I want to be, because in heaven there will be no more sickness, no more diseases, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. And that is where I want to be. That's where I want to go. And that's that narrow path that you must enter in and follow. 
that is so narrow that you can't come in. Now, let me say this in conclusion. This road is so narrow that Jesus is talking about and teaching on an extreme that you can't come in or enter in with fornication. Listen to me now. You can't enter in this narrow path or in this narrow way with fornication. You can't enter in with adultery. You can't enter in with homosexuality. You can't enter in with pornography. You can't enter in with hypocrisy. You can't enter in with being a liar. You can't enter in being a murderer, either killing people with a gun or killing them with your tongue. You can't enter in by being a drunkard or a drug addict. You must leave all that baggage behind, like God told Lot's wife. Leave Sodom and Gomorrah and don't look back. You got to go forward in Jesus and not look back. Jesus said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You cannot be a part of the kingdom of God looking back. This narrow road, you can't enter in with hate. You can't enter in with racism. This narrow road, you can't enter in being against God and against Christ and against his word and against the church and against believers. Enter in tonight by the narrow gate. And that narrow gate is a holy gate. That narrow gate is a pure gate. That narrow gate is a righteous gate. That narrow gate is a sacrificing gate that you must repent and receive Jesus tonight, and he will forgive you and let you in. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, you better check your spiritual GPS to make sure you're headed on the right road. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Barry, a pastor, lecture counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And once again, we want to thank everyone who's been faithfully praying for Contending for the Faith, the effectual fervent prayer, the righteous availeth much. And we also want to thank those who gave over the past week, Valerie, Diane, and Ronald, C.R., Charles, and James. We really appreciate those who faithfully give to this ministry. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air. And if you've been blessed by this program, please partner with us to keep it going. Partner with us in prayer. Partner with us financially uh, here at Contending for the Faith. Uh, Many of you will get money back when you do your taxes. Maybe consider uh, giving a donation from that tax return. Be a blessing for uh, the listening audience, be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, those are funds that you're sending ahead of you into heaven. Those are, those are funds where the, the moth and the thief and, and rust can't, can't get to it. You'll be surprised when you step into eternity and God says to you, look behind you and you'll see a vast multitude of people. You're going to ask God, who are these folks? God's going to say to you, they're here as a result of your generous giving. They're here as a result of that time when you gave to ministries like Contending for the Faith and others because their lives were impacted by what they heard on that broadcast. This is life-changing. We never know the impact that this ministry is going to have. It's far-reaching. It touches lives it moves out across the airwaves, and it's 
like a ripple effect because lives are touched and then they share with other lives and you just never know how far reaching that $5 you give, that $20 you send in, whatever you give, God's going to use it, multiply it to touch lives for eternity. So we want to encourage you. Continue to pray for this ministry. We want to encourage you. Consider partnering with us financially to keep contending for the faith on the air. There's two ways you can donate. Number one, write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Go online on your computer, your laptop, your smartphone, your tablet, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you so much for the announcement, so we appreciate that, and we're looking forward to you all praying for us consistently and supporting us so we can continue to do what we do every Saturday. And, Brother Gary, let's get to our callers. All right. We're going to go to Brother Cece from all the way from San Leandro, California. Brother Cece, welcome back. Hey, welcome. How are you doing this evening? Thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> amen, amen. Now, we... you're not going to get on here and talk about Mickey Mouse again, are you? Nah. <laughs> She's still mad at you. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> amen. Well, before you uh, ask your question, uh, we also have in studio Brother Elias. Uh, he's in our ministry. And Brother Elias, you want to say hello to the Radio Land out, out there? How you doing there, Radio Land? It's uh, Brother E. Glad to be here. Thankful to God for the opportunity to be, to be in the ministry with uh, Dr. Buck, GB. Got Brother Ben back there, Brother Nathaniel, Vince. I mean, we deep in the studio, man, for the Lord representing. And uh, it's a blessing to be here. So praise God. Amen. Thank you, Brother E, for those encouraging words, and uh, we always get blessed with you being here with us as well. And he's going to be praying for your needs tonight as you uh, call in and ask for prayer. Brother E will cover the prayer tonight. Uh, So, um, Brother Cece, how did you get ministered to tonight? First, I want to say um, uh, what's up to Brother E, too. He's been been a lot of help for me, you know what I'm saying? beautiful brother in Christ, you know what I'm saying, and I appreciate the love, you know what I'm saying, that he's shown, um, you know what I'm saying, it really, you know, really touches me, man, so keep doing what you're doing, because you, you're touching a lot of souls out there, man. Praise God, man. Always good to hear your voice on here, fervent for the Lord, asking questions, man, and praying for people, your family. Uh, you always inspire me likewise, so I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for your faithfulness to the yes, ministry and, and to the Lord. I'll talk about that. Amen. Um, the message, um, how it, um, it really spoke to me again, because I've, I've, I've been looking over that passage a lot. Um, that passage has been jumping on me a lot, and um, I just like how you broke down both of those roads, you know, because the other road you said you can't, you said you can't, you know, you brought, you brought a lot of things that the world actually holds on to, and it's fun, kind of funny because a lot of people, if you was to go and uh, do a, a survey and ask people why they think they was, you know, what is going to get to heaven? They think they can actually break and get into heaven after doing all these different things. And some of people think they say, well, you know, I did a few good deeds and this and that. And, and they, they think, they, think they, believe, they, they believe they can bring all of this stuff in and still get into heaven. And, and clearly, Jesus is teaching that you can. And it's, 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 it's you know, it's, um, 
the world is just really deceived, and we really need Christ. I believe you can just, you know, say you you can bring your pornography and, like you said, homosexuality and racism and all these other different things, and then believe you can get into the kingdom. It's like, you know, Jesus, he sets his standard high, you know, and I believe, as he said in John 10, 7, he says, I'm the gate for the sheep. So uh, the only way you can get through is, is through Jesus. It has to be his way or no way. Amen to that, brother. You're right on cue with that, and we say a healthy amen and appreciate the feedback and and what you always give uh, to as well. So we we appreciate that. Um, and uh, what's on your heart tonight in terms of uh, your question? I want to ask you a, a, a question out in um, Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 19. Okay, why don't you read uh, verses 18 and 19, because they go together like a hand in a glove. No problem. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And verse 19 says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And thus is the reading of the word. I was wondering if you can... Um, you know, give give me a little bit of exegesis on that. Well, thank you. That's a very good question. <clears throat> I w- would like for you to look at uh, four perspectives <clears throat> that I believe Jesus is trying to establish. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why um, I wanted you to read verse 18. Um, verse 18, Jesus says, and he said to, to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, what Jesus is building upon here is a subtle teaching to his disciples that I believe he's bringing in that uh, his pride, uh, the Satan's pride, caused him to fall. We see this in Isaiah 14. He uses the different five eyes, uh, wheels, and pride uh, caused his fall. Uh, and Jesus said, I saw him fall. In other words, Jesus was the one that uh, kicked him out of heaven because he had authority to do that. He had authority to kick him out of heaven. And and the uh, first point I want to kind of bring out is because of the pride that was there. And I think Jesus is teaching subtly that we got to watch out for pride as well in our lives because it can cause us to fall like the enemy because the enemy fell because of pride and uh, we can fall as well because of pride. And Jesus is not only talking about Satan that he saw him fall, but he's trying to bring a lesson to his disciples as well. That's why we always got to look at everything in its context. And Ori Tori was right when he said a text taken out out of his context becomes a pretext for error. And so the second thing that we see is, uh, besides the pride, is the fall, that he fell. And pride will always cause you to fall. And uh, and then the third thing that we see that Jesus is teaching is uh, authority, that um, he uh, had the authority uh, to uh, kick him out. And what he's saying to his disciples when he talks about in verse 19, uh, behold, I give to you authority to trample on the serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall 
uh, nothing shall by any means hurt you. So Jesus is saying, the authority that I had and I have, number four, I'm giving you that authority as well to trample over the enemy. When he comes at you, uh, this uh, appears to be figurative language regarding all of these things. He's talking about serpents and and scorpions and all of that, and uh, yet it's in reference to the demonio, you know, the demoniac. And so uh, Jesus is saying that I have given you authority as well to trample over all these things and to cause the enemy to fall just like I caused him to fall. So uh, if you go in the door, if you get in the door, it'll cause Satan to fall at the floor. So we are uh, always have to look at the teachings of what Jesus is trying to say from these four perspectives of this context. And I believe that uh, he's given us that authority, and we know that from uh, John 1 and 12. He talks about as many as receive him, to them gave he the authority, the power to become the sons of men, of God, even those who believe on his name. And then also Acts 1 and 8, he, the Holy Spirit came up on them, which is the Greek word dunamis, and then uh, the Greek word for uh, John 1 and 12 is exousia, which is referring to authority. So he's given us this authority as well, to trample on the enemy. The enemy should not be trampling on us, but we should be trampling on him. And that's why Jesus said through the Apostle John in 1 John 4 and 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have a power that's greater in us than he that is in the world, meaning the flesh, the world, and Satan, or Satan, the world, and the flesh. And so they shouldn't be trampled on us. Look at so many Christians today being trampled on by the enemy. He's trampling on them day in and out with so many problems, so many addictions, so many issues, so many personal problems. The enemy is trampling on people. But Jesus has given us the authority to trample on him. So why is the tables being reversed? Why is the thing being reversed? The enemy is trampling on us. He got toeholds, footholds, strongholds. And the Lord has made us free from all of that. So he's given us the authority to continue in that authority to bring Satan down, not from heaven, but down from any attack that he tries to bring upon our lives. This is a good exegesis of this passage that I, I've done, and hopefully the four points that I've brought out has been a blessing to you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, I understand it better now. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. And what's on your heart as far as your prayer requests? I would like to, uh, you could just pray for me and my family, Mother Rosalinda and the rest of my family, um, however you feel led to pray. Um, and I also... Um, I just want to uh, keep uh, Morris Chestnut and um, Tay, Tay Diggs and uh, Tom Cruise. I want to you know pray for them as well as celebrities as a whole for their protection, salvation. Okay, very good, very good. All right, we'll have uh, Brother E to lift up these uh, prayer requests. Did you get them all, Brother E? Yes, sir. Got your. Uh... Uh, your family, C.C., Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, and Tom Cruise? So, yes, yes, and me. 
and yourself. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said, don't leave me out. Huh? Amen. Amen. I heard, I heard that. I heard that. Amen. All right. We just uh, come before you, Lord. We just uh, thank you for the opportunity to, become, to come uh, before your grace, of, your throne of grace with uh, boldness. Um, we just pray for our brother CC right now. Uh, we thank you for his faithfulness to you and his calls. And uh, we know so many people who are listening get blessed by the questions and the scriptures that he brings up and and um, the teachings on these are just uh, excellent. And we know that you have everything to do with everything that's going on here that's blessing uh, everyone that's listening. So we thank you for Brother CC and what he brings to the table when he calls. Uh, we pray for his family, uh, your your sons and daughters. Lord God, continue to protect them. Uh, you said you uh, cover the lilies in the field and the birds in the nest, Lord God. So how much more you'll take care of us, Lord God. So uh, pray for peace and uh, his lives of his family, uh, that they'll be anxious for nothing. But I give thanks in all things, Lord, to you. Uh, we pray for the celebrities that he mentioned, um, Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, and Tom Cruise, and all those who are in the entertainment business. Uh, we just pray, Lord, that their blessings don't distract them from the blesser, which is you, Lord God. And, and we pray that we keep everything um, prioritized and in order with you at the head of everything, Lord God. So we pray for their salvation. We pray that they realize the source of their blessing. And uh, we pray, Lord, that they would find and follow the narrow road uh, before it's too late. So we just lift up all those uh, in the entertainment business and those who have a ear to hear that are listening right now. So we we ask for your will to be done in this prayer. Jesus, in your mighty name, we ask in prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother E, and thank Amen. you, CC, for your call. And God bless you and keep you and strengthen you. God bless you guys, too. Thank you, y'all. All righty. God bless. And we're going to turn it over to Brother Gary, uh, ready to go to a commercial break. Well, it's time for us to take that break. <clears throat> we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. We're here to pray with you. And uh, also, we want to thank everyone once again who's been praying for Contending for the Faith. We thank you so much for your prayers. We know many of you are always holding us up and keeping us going by the power of your prayers. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your faithfulness in prayer. We also ask that you would consider partnering with us financially. I know many of you have been listening to the broadcast for numerous years, and maybe you've never, ever given. And God is speaking to your heart right now and saying, hey, it's time. It's past time. You know, this ministry has been going on, and you've been blessed by it, and uh, but you've never called or you've never written a note, and you've certainly never partnered with them financially. It's time to step up. It's time to move forward. It's time to grow up and uh, take that, that step of faith and consider partnering with us financially here at Contending for the Faith. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air, and God has blessed us over the years uh, to be able to to do this, to keep this ministry going because of your generosity, because of your prayers. You know, there was at one point when Dr. Buckner and I, <clears throat> we had a uh, one donor that was covering the cost, and that person disappeared, and we had to make some choices to either believe God or not. And we stepped out on faith knowing that God is able, and through your generous giving, 
has kept this show going now for over 12 years. And so we know God is able, but he works through you. He wants to work through you. He wants to partner through you so that you can be a blessing through through this ministry for time and eternity. There's two ways to give. One is simply write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second is so much simpler. Go on to your laptop, your your smartphone, your uh, tablet, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. It's that simple, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. Your monies will go straight into this ministry. Dr. Buckner and I do not get paid. Uh, through this ministry. You know, we have been giving of our time, talent, and treasure, just like we want to encourage you to do so. But everything goes back into the ministry to support the cost of the broadcast. So we just want to encourage you. Be a blessing. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those encouraging words. And it's always a blessing, Brother Gary, when we can get letters from people, not only with their donations, but uh, through PayPal. We trust people will step out on faith tonight and say, you know, this ministry has been a blessing to me. Let me be a blessing to it uh, as well. And it's always a blessing when we get encouraging letters. We really get encouraged and blessed and touched by that and motivated just to have you send us a, a letter and sh- and sharing the, about this series and other teachings that's been a real blessing to you. It's always a blessing to us to get those encouraging words. And uh look like we got another caller coming through pretty soon. But what we're going to do while we're waiting for that caller, we're going to have uh, Brother E and Brother Gary uh, to share uh, how this message tonight has ministered to them. And maybe they have a word to say to you tonight from what they got out of this. And so we're going to give uh, Brother E an opportunity first to share how uh, he was ministered to tonight and how... This blessed his heart. Amen, amen. Uh, appreciate that, Doc. Yeah, you know, um, I have my Bible open here, and uh, as I look to the page to the right, um, you know, and I also was reading about the parable of the two builders, and um, they kind of relate a little bit, you know, as far as the narrow road and the broader road, and then you have uh, Jesus talking about you know, um, one of the house, the man who built his house on uh, rock and the other built his house on sand. And, um, you know, when the storm came, uh, that house that was built on sand, you know, diminished and, and there was destruction. And that same type of destruction kind of makes me think about that broad, you know, road as well. You know, the two, you know, aren't on solid roads. You know, you could be hunted to a destructive road is not a, you know, it's not a smooth ride there, um, as fun as it may look, you know. But, um, you know, when that judgment hits or when those trials comes or, you know, whatever comes, you know, it's, it's best to stand on the word, <clears throat> you know, and, and have Christ in your life and stand on that um, because you'll be able to stand rather than, than fall. So um, it, it uh, you know, just reading the passage led me to, read to that passage as well, you know. 
Um, so that's how that encouraged me. Amen. What a good word. I, I always love that story about the, the what the people build in their life. And a lot of people do build it on the sand and not the rock. And Jesus is that rock. And if you don't build on him, uh, in the end, you're going to regret it. And so good word. Appreciate that, Brother E. And uh, Brother Gary, how did this minister to you? And matter of fact, you've been with us on this whole series. So uh, when we talk about Matthew seven thirteen and 14, mm-hmm. uh, how is this minister to you? And maybe you have a word of encouragement to say to some people out there that's listening tonight. Well, you know, Dr. Buckner, the, the, the scary thing about this passage, you know, and, and Jesus is masterful about <clears throat> sharing stories. And, and every time he spoke, it conjured up images. You know, we talk about a road, a broad road. We talk about a narrow road. And all of us are quite familiar with being on the freeway and being on roads and streets and driving. And, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is that, is that a lot of folks don't realize what road they're on they're just driving and you know they're and they're stepping on the gas and they're speeding down life's road this broad road and every so often jesus is standing there and he's trying to flag them down and sometimes they say well who's that guy standing on the side of the road there and they just keep going and that the way down the road, miles and miles, maybe lifetime down the road, the bridge is out. And they're heading toward, they don't see it yet, but they're heading toward destruction. And then a few more miles, they see Jesus again. And they think, how did this guy get down the road? Wasn't he just down here a little while ago? Seemed like I passed this guy two or three times, right? This time he's holding a bigger sign. and they can't quite get it you know they just keep ignoring it and we have to be careful to check what our gps is saying where are we going what's your destination do you really know are you just content with whatever the world sends your way as you go down this road in life this broad road and you run into all of these distractions and you run into all of these different uh, road houses, shall we say, right? You get off for, off the road for a minute and, and the next thing you know, you're involved in this sin and you go for another hundred miles. And next thing you know, you get off the road and there's this sin. And the next thing you know, you go another hundred miles and now you're 45 years old and, and you're wondering why my life is, isn't right and as you drive down the road, you see that familiar face again. There he is again. It's Jesus. He's still trying to get your attention. And so we need to really wake up because there are some, some definite road signs that Jesus is putting in front of us. And this is one of them. This ministry, this, this message tonight, the series we've been talking about, you know, it's, it's like, a big neon sign, you know, once upon a time, you know, we used to see the billboards on the highway. They were, they were uh, paper, you know, how, how they look, right? 
Nowadays, we have the electronic signs, and they flash and light up, and they change colors. And, you know, now Jesus is going on to the electronic sign, and he's trying to say, hey, the road's out. Wake up. This ministry is like that bright sign. Every week we're on, we're trying to get people's attention and say, hey, the road's out. You need to get off this road. There's a better way. There's a safe way. There's a way that leads to life and and, and uh, hope. And every time we talk about these these roads, you know, I get that image in my mind that Jesus is trying to get everybody's attention. He's trying to get your attention week after week. He's trying to get your attention in church. He's trying to get your attention through this ministry. That you need to be on the narrow road and not the world's road. Amen. Amen. Good word, Brother Gary, and thank you so much. Uh, you said enough to save the world if they were to listen. And uh, I'm blessed by that and blessed by Brother E as well. And uh, thank you again, Brother Gary. And uh, piggybacking off of uh, something that uh, Brother E had said in Matthew chapter 7, uh, talking about the two builders. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. And then it talks about in verse 26, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And our lives are either built upon the rock or the sand. And I, I really do believe and that Jesus has knocked a home run here uh, saying, you need to not only hear my word, but you need to do it. And that's what James is saying too, right? When James writes, faith without works mm-hmm. is dead. And that's why Jesus says up here, In verse 21 of Matthew chapter 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so these are words that people are using. Oh, I called you Lord. Oh, I called you Lord in church. I called you Lord during the week, Sunday through Sunday. I I always called you Lord. But the bottom line of it all with Jesus is this is an extreme Savior, extreme words. That's why I always hit that word with extreme and radical words of conviction. He's trying to draw out of us first these three C's, conviction, okay? He wants to bring out of us conviction and then He wants to draw out of us commitment, and then he wants to draw out of us Christ. So we got those three C's, you know, and he wants us to be convicted and committed to Christ, those three C's, in doing what he says. That's why he says, therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you know, you are ready to enter to the kingdom of God. But he that does not, Jesus said, he's a foolish man. Now, we are tempted every day. 
We go through trials and tribulations, and something is always trying to get us to be disobedient, disobedient to the things of God, disobedient in reading our Bibles, disobedient in praying, disobedient in, in, in fasting, disobedient towards being committed, disobedient is all these things, putting on the armor of God. There's always something trying to get us to be disobedient to God. And you cannot enter into the kingdom of God being disobedient, my friend. That's the bottom line to it all. They killed Jesus because he challenged the people to be obedient. They killed the prophets in the Old Testament because he, they challenged them to be obedient. Saul got mad with Samuel because he, he challenged him as a king to be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You have to be obedient. And Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. That's an extreme teaching. That's an extreme challenge. I am going to be committed to being obedient to my Savior. That's why he says, Many will go on that Broadway road, but very few will enter into the kingdom of God. Very few there be. Why? Because they heard it, but they didn't do it. You got to hear it and do it. Brother Gary. Amen. <clears throat> well, we've had an amazing time tonight. I don't usually get this much time to end the broadcast. This is different. <laughs> but I do want to remind everyone that Daylight Savings Times begins tonight, so don't forget to set your clock ahead. So it's spring forward because you don't want to be late for church tomorrow. Uh, so we lose that hour. So make sure you set your, your clocks ahead by one hour tonight. Again, Daylight Savings Time. So you don't want to be wandering into church an hour late wondering what's happening. <laughs> Good point. Yes. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank uh, Vince, our engineer, Nathaniel, uh, Brother Benjamin, Brother Elias, um, and you, our listening audience, for being with us tonight. It's important for us to hear from you. As Dr. Buckner mentioned, your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. You can also reach Dr. Buckner by phone at area code 415-721-1778. Also, if you have friends or relatives outside the broadcast area, encourage them to listen to Contending for the Faith online at kfax.com. And if you're interested in receiving a copy of tonight's program or any of our broadcasts, give us a call at area code 415-721-1778. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell, and may God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.